this person really don't know me. This person has a perception of who I am. Isn't it funny how people will place limitations on you based on their perception of who you are? And then it's twofold because the limitations they place on you is based on the lack of confidence in themselves. Call your first witness. I got Kenneth Willis. Will. He bought his business. He gonna take it the distance. Listen, he giving gaming. Believe in high level represent. Call your first witness. Uh. Will. Yeah, call your first witness. Griff has been paid for this endorsement. What's good, beautiful people? It's your boy, K. Will, man. Welcome to another episode of Call Your First Witness. I appreciate your time being here today, man. Listen, listen, I'm going to jump right into it. If you know me, you know that one of my passions is inspiring the next generation, right? I know the importance of being at the time, you know, years ago, uh, a, a young attorney. I'm not as young as I used to be. But I, I know the value of that, you know, I know the value of a young man or a young woman seeing me in court or seeing me with a suit on and going in court and doing my thing, you know what I mean? And, and to me, sometimes that's just me just being at work a typical day, but to somebody else to see that, you know, that's, that's encouragement, that's inspiration to them. And so I always enjoy doing that. One of the things I wanted to, to, to do was to incorporate that into my podcast. You know, I got a whole a segment designated to just inspiration. I'm at a stage in my, my life, in my career, man, that I'm, I'm being, I'm putting things in perspective. You know, a lot of times, man, it's, it's, it's hard to really appreciate the struggle. It's hard to appreciate the success also, right? Like we constantly getting it, you know, as a business owner, man, there's always that next grind, that next hustle, you know, you achieve this on to the next, you know, same thing in the courtroom, you know, you, you, you at the pinnacle of success in terms of a big trial, man, you got three, four phone calls waiting for you. People trying to figure out why, why Willis ain't calling me back. I need to hear from Willis. Is he, is he too busy for my case? The truth of the matter is, man, I'm in a grind. You know, I'm, I'm, and so when you done with that case, on to the next, like this. And sometimes it's hard to relish that pinnacle, you know what I mean? And so I'm at a stage where I'm like, look, Kenneth, slow it down a little bit. Appreciate where you at. I made a big pivot in my life, in my career that I was planning, but, you know, I, I wasn't strategic in terms of, where I would be like we all make plans and we all have a vision but the road to get there you know it, it reminds me of one time I was a keynote speaker for a drug court in Opelousas shout out to Opelousas man I cut my teeth out there man I, I'm, I'm forever indebted to that place man I, I, I grew as a trial lawyer out there and you know what I just shared my story you know I I I've talked about, look, man, don't let this suit fool you, man. I, I didn't went through a whole lot to get here, you know. I, I didn't have a drug problem, thankfully, but, you know, I wasn't too far removed or I was a few degrees of separation from where the drugs were at back at the crib, you know. 
I just made different decisions, you know. I, I, I had a different outlook. I was trying to play ball. I was trying to be a professional, so I didn't want that to mess up my career, you dig? But I would share with them. I, I, I shared my story, just doing my thing, giving some inspiration, some encouragement, all that good stuff. i never forget a sweet lady came up to me after the program, and she said something kind of like as an affirmation of what I was saying. She was like, all roads to success are always under construction. And I said, wow, that's deep. You know, I never heard that before, man, but it always resonated with me. All roads to success are always under construction. And look, let me tell you something, man. My my road to where I'm at right now in life, man, they had so many cranes, so many bulldozers along the way, hard hats, you know, signs, men at work, women at work. yellow tape, all that, all along the way, under construction. A lot of times it seemed like, man, is this thing ever going to get built? What's what's going on? You know, always under construction. And so I'm at a stage in my career and in my life, man, I, I, I'm, I'm back in New Orleans. You know, I grew up right across the river from New Orleans in Marrero. Shout out to the West Bank, you know. I come from a long lineage of two big New Orleans families. My mom from the Seven War. My dad was from Uptown. St. Thomas Project. I always wanted to come back. It was part of the dream. Don't know how it was going to happen. Didn't have a strategic plan. But, you know, the thought was, if I'm going to practice law in Louisiana, if I'm going to live in Louisiana, it got to be in the city. I lucked up and and married my wife, and, and she loves the city. And she's a New Yorker. And so two years ago, we moved to New Orleans. I remember when I left New Orleans, living off of General Maya, man. I, I remember that drive from, from General Maya to Harding Boulevard in, in Baton Rouge, Southern University. But I'm at this point, man, where I'm, I'm back in New Orleans and I'm, I'm relishing this. I, I'm appreciative. I'm like, wow, this was always the vision. It took me a while to get here. I've been in the game for 15 plus years and I'm just coming back, but it's perfect for me. You know, two years ago, I moved back to New Orleans. You know, it was a it was a trying time for me and my family. There were times when I wanted to walk away from the whole practice, the whole profession, you know, and I never forget, man, I, I'm, I'm driving, man. I'm on two lane. All right. In New Orleans, I'm on two lane and I'm, I'm debating whether or not I want to keep I want to I want to continue to practice. I'm like, man, I don't know if this for me at the very least, I might I might want to step away and kind of I don't know, maybe do this in, on a part time basis. You know, I still got to pay the bills so I can't just walk away from it. But I I, I wasn't really feeling it like that. And I'm I'm, I'm on two lane, man. And, and, and you got to understand, man. There's a building on Tulane and Broad that means everything to me. It's the criminal court building in New Orleans. And something about that building, it take me all the way back when I just started, man, the environment there, the intensity there. You know, always wanting to be a criminal defense lawyer. I remember my first year, man, looking at lawyers roam them halls, man, and, and bring that energy. Something about Tulane and Broad make you bring that energy, bring that passion. 
And I took that passion and that energy and I would go to other places. I would go to Opelousas. I would go to EBR Parish. I would go and bring that same kind of energy because the energy I already was born with and then the energy I felt in, in New Orleans, man, it, it, it was something special. If you know, you know. And so you got to understand, two years ago, I'm back in the city and I'm, I'm just like, man, I don't know if I still want to do this, man. But I, 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 I parked right, on, right in front of the courthouse and I walked in, man, because I just wanted to feel the energy. Before I walk away from this, your boy was trying to figure out, man, I think I'm going to just do Instacart, man. I'm going to go pick up people's groceries and, and deliver it in front of their house, man, and, and, and make some money. Because I still got bills, man, but I don't know if I could continue to do this, man. The weight, the pressure. It's real. Man, I walked in that courthouse. I just wanted to know if I still had it burning in some way inside of me. I just wanted to know, y'all. You know what I mean? I walked in there, man. I saw my boy. It was a courtroom, man. I saw somebody, man. I go all the way back from the Honorable Marcus DeLarge. I saw him with a black robe on. You got to understand, me and Marcus go all the way back. We used to sell shoes on Canal Street at Foot Action. And I walk in court and I see him with a black robe on, man. I'm so proud of him. I said, man, look at Marcus, man. Look at him, you know? And, and that right there, seeing him, man, just, man, I felt good. We we embraced each other, man, and and... and and he just showed me love, you know what I mean? And then as I, as I was walking out of the courtroom, I, I saw another real, real solid, good friend of mine, man, go way back, bro, by the name of John Fuller, man. My dog, you know, I, I, this dude, he don't understand, man. I used, to, I used to watch him from afar, man. I used to drive from, from Opelousas all the way to New Orleans just to see him try a case. That's my dog right there. A prolific trial attorney, man. You can't tell a story about Tulane and Broad without miss mentioning John Fuller. That's that dude. And I see him. I'm walking down the steps. He walking up the steps. We embrace each other. You know what I mean? And, and, and he, he, he just like, dog, anything you need, bro, I got you, bro. And it's that kind of love. Something about us embracing one another. You know what I mean? Something about that stop. I just was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm done just yet. And th those brothers don't even know how real that interaction, that uh, encounter was on that particular day, man. They, they made me shift back into my passion, man. And it's crazy, man, because that was a moment. And then randomly fast forward. I promise you, I'm getting somewhere. Fast forward, man. Marcus called me up. He like, look, bro, Fuller needs some help with his firm. I'm like, huh? He like, dog, I know you back, back in the city, bro. I know you got your own thing. I know all that good stuff, bro. But Fuller needs some help. And I ain't going to lie, y'all. I'm, I'm at the time I got the call. I'm 13 years on my own. I'm like Patty LaBelle, on my own, own firm, own everything. Office in Baton Rouge, do a lot of work in Opelousas. I, I lived in New York for a little bit, man. Your boy was doing his thing. So I, I'm, I'm like, huh? how I go work from somebody? I mean, it sound good going to work for somebody that I looked up for so many years. But I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. 
You know what I mean? And then I felt like, you know, I, I look, bro, I'm used to, you know, the ball in my hand at the last place. So I'm, I, I didn't made some waves too. If I'm keeping it a hundred, if I'm keeping it a hundred, if I'm not, one thing I will not do is turn this mic on and sugarcoat with you. If I'm keeping it a hundred, man, your boy was like, ah, I got to think on that one, bro. You know, maybe it's my ego, maybe not, man. It's just, you know, I, I, I built something for myself. So that was that was a different kind of conversation that required reflection that required talking to people I knew, talking to my wife, talking to my colleagues, talking to my mentees. They all were pouring into me like, man, bro, this might be a good situation for you right now. You might just need to focus on just practicing law and not trying to build or, or rebuild something. But anyway, man, long story short, man, I said, you know what, I'm a I'm a I'm a link up with my dog, man, you know. Whatever you need me to do, I'm going I'm to link up with you, bro. We're going to make something special, you dig? And that's when I met my other boy, Devin Jones. Up and coming, young lawyer, man, hungry. They don't make him like this anymore. He hungry. So it's the three of us, man, all in one firm, John Fuller's firm. I'm like, let's get it. I'm in the city, baby. I can't lose. I'm standing next to a giant. I can't lose. I'm learning I'm leveling up. I can't lose. So it was it was a, a short two years, man. It was magical. But your boy had to get back to the vision. Right? You remember I had my vision. We did some magical things, bro. The three of us. I could save that for a later date, bro. But your boy had to get back to the vision. Remember, I, I I I wanted to come back to to the crib. I wanted to come back to my roots, man. If you if you if you go somewhere, if you somewhere in the archives at TT Elaine at, at Southern University, somewhere in a in Professor Marcel's shed somewhere, if he didn't throw it away, there's a a business plan. See, Professor Marcel was my favorite professor, y'all. He used to keep it real with you, you know what I mean? And so I had him for a lot of business classes, but i never forget I had him for entrepreneurship and I had to write a business plan. Y'all, this is an undergrad. I ain't sniff law school. I ain't sniff a LSAT. I'm still in undergrad trying to, trying to get to law school. And I wrote my business plan and my business plan is I'm gonna open up shop. I'm gonna have my own law practice. And it's going to be in New Orleans. And I had it laid out. I had a whole bunch of papers laid out. And the crazy thing about it, I wrote it in pencil. This is the early 2000s. And I wrote it in pencil, put it on loose leaf paper, and turned it into Professor Marcel. <laughs> this is the trip part about it. Everybody turned their report in, typed up. Everything Professor Marcel said, man, I treated it like it was gold. And I never forget, he said, man, when you write in your business plan, make sure you write it in pencil so you can erase and modify it because it's always going to change. I thought he literally meant to turn in a business plan in, in pencil. That's not what he meant. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, man, I, I, I just failed. But at that time, Professor Marcel already knew what I was about. He already knew where I was headed. He said, uh, Willis, what you doing? He used to call me West Bank. He said, what you doing, West Bank? How you turn this in, in loose leaf paper and a pencil? I said, Professor, you remember you told me 
you told us to write your business plan in pencil so you could modify it in the event of change. He couldn't even be mad at me. Needless to say, I made an A on the, the business plan and, of course, in the class. Like I said, man, that's way back over 20 years ago, y'all. And here we are, fast forward. I got to get back to the vision. I'm sitting down with Fuller. I'm like, I got to get back to the vision, man. I, 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 I hate to drop this on you like this, man. Of course, Fuller was like, man, I hate to lose you, man. You know, but he understood. He knew what I brought to the table. So your boy got to get back to the vision. But by the way, man, I hope I did something. You know what I mean? That, that helped out that, that heavy lifting, man. I don't want to leave you high and dry. I, I hope there was something I did, that little dash. You know, that dash from 2022 to late 2023, man. That, that little dash, man, I hope we did something that made an impact. But your boy got to get back to the vision. And so, man, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying out the vision. I'm, I'm, I'm strategic. You know what I mean? I didn't ran, I didn't build the practice before, so this is this is kind of second nature to me now. It's 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 I didn't made the mistakes before. I'll continue to make the mistakes, but I'm kind of refined when it comes down to business planning, right? So I so I know I know about the budget. I know how to save the money. I know, look, man, you can't fall in love with some of these places, man, because you gotta stick to the budget. I wanted to have a house and convert it to office that was that was more of my style you know what i mean but i'm looking at the prices i'm like man that's not within the budget so i end up on porges but you know where i'm at on porges i'm right across from the superdome and so i gotta put it in perspective i'm like hold up man your boy right across from the superdome so you mean to tell me when i'm when i'm clocking in or when i'm when i'm leaving the office man i'm reminded about my childhood Man, I, I never went to a Saints game until after Katrina when the Saints came back to the Superdome. The first game back was my first game watching the Saints play live. I told you, man, I'm relishing these moments now. I'm not taking it for granted that I'm back and I'm, I'm setting up shop and I'm building my relationships. I'm not taking that for granted. The two years I, I've been working with Fuller, I've, I've, I've begun to know all the judges and they begin to know me. I got the office in place. I'm saying, all right. I got to hire the assistant. I, I got to get my team together. It's about team building. You know, it's all about the team. I'm nobody without, without a, a team. You know, I'm intentional now. I'm like, man, I got to get my name out there. Don't get it twisted, man. For too many years, man, I've been out here grinding. You know, I'm in the trenches. I'm, I'm grinding. I'm trying cases. I'm having some success. But for some reason, that phone ain't ringing and that door ain't swinging. You see, I... For the longest, I thought it was, if you build, they will find you. I remember when Jordan said on his documentary, my game was my biggest endorsement. And so I figured, man, if I just went in court and broadcast my wins on social media, people going to come, people going to holler at me, people going to blow my phone up. That never really happened, y'all. The phone wasn't ringing like I thought it would. The door wasn't swinging like I thought it would in, in Baton Rouge or in Opelousas. They said, well, Kenny, I'll never forget. A prosecutor told me I, I got nothing for, but love for Lisa Gotro, man. She was like, Kenny, you got to understand, man, you're a public defender out here, man. You good, but folks look at you as a free lawyer, right? 
So, so, so that's the brand you have right now. I was like, wow, okay. And then in Baton Rouge, I, I wasn't there like talking about, you know what I mean? That was my home base, but I was I was in the trenches in St. Landry. I would drive from Baton Rouge to try most of my cases. So people, I wasn't even a household name in Baton Rouge. So I had to look in the mirror and say, you the reason why your phone wasn't ringing? Yeah, you post your wins on social media, but that's your community, cuz. You got to get your name out in the public, dude. You got to be intentional. So, so when I'm back in New Orleans, I'm like, all right, I'm going to be intentional. You know, the family that grew now, nah, I got miles to feed. I got to be intentional now. I got to get my name out. Yeah, I got experience, but folks out here really don't know. And so I can't continue to just be under the rock somewhere. I need folks to know I'm out here. You dig? So I'm, I'm strategically being intentional. And, and, and it was one day, man, not too long after I moved back to the city. I'm in court, man. I'm walking out of court, man. I'm coming down the steps of the courthouse and I look, I look to my right. I'm on Tulane and Broadyard. I look to my right, kind of like I'm looking towards downtown and I see a billboard, a sign, right? And this sign is on Tulane and Broad. I said, man, whenever I'm ready to set, set up shop again, I got to get one right there. Because as you walk down the steps, you look to your right and boom. See, I wanted folks to come out the courtroom if maybe they didn't have a good day in court. Maybe things didn't go so well. I wanted them to just see my face and my mantra, high-level representation. You know what I mean? Look no further because I'm carrying out the vision. Remember the vision? It's the vision, y'all. And so, and so I'm like, I, I, I got to lock that in. If that's the vision, if that's... That's the prime location I want. I need to call up Outdoor, the company, and say, I need what I need to do to lock that in. I ain't ready to make that move now, but I want to lock it in. That way, if anybody interested, I need first right of refusal. So I had to lock that in well in advance because I wanted that spot. And so fast forward, man, the beginning of 2024, man, I'm excited, man. New year, new beginning, New Orleans, new things, new developments, new firm, new practice, new everything. I'm like, let's get it. I'm excited, man. Again, reminding myself, relish this moment, relish this moment, relish this moment. I get the billboard, the billboard up. My people hollering at me, Kenneth, I see you, big dog. My boy Pete Hamilton, like, I see you, big dog. I see you. G Carter saying, I see you, big dog. <laughs> Full of like, dog, that thing nice. Devin and hit me up like, dog, Devin said I went home, told my wife, Kenny, put the sign up, Kenny, put the sign up. I'm getting love, Kim Barnes, I'm getting love, everybody hollering at me. My boy, Brian, one of my best friends, man, he sent a text, he like, man, that boy short, photoshopped, how he look good like that? <laughs> everybody excited for me, it's that kind of love, man. Judges showing me love, you dig? All that. It's, I'm out here, y'all. I'm out here. You know, and it ain't it ain't about the billboard and, and that. Don't get caught up in that, bro. I promise you, I'm going somewhere with this. Right? I'm on broad, driving down broad. I got my little girl in the back seat. She like, Dad, Dad, it's you. Oh. 
that hits different, man. That's a hell of a feeling when your your child like that. That it's you. Who? You know what I mean? It's you. I ain't even say nothing. I just I just drove down. It's you, dad, dad. So I'm like, man, I need my son to feel this. You dead? We in the car. Now we on two lane another day. My wife like, baby, I got to see you. How long you been up, man? I, I ain't see you yet, bro. You know, show me a picture. I'm like, baby, I need you to see it yourself. So she on two lane. I got the family. I got my son with me this time. They all see it. They all proud. Kids proud of their dad, my wife, proud of her husband, man. That's that kind of love. Again, it's not about it's not about the billboard, man. It's about the moves. It's about the confidence. It's about I'm here. I'm ready. That's that's what it's about. You know, and so so I'm getting love, y'all. I'm getting love, man. And 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 but guess what? There's always that one person. <laughs> Can I park it here for a second? This is why I didn't turn on the mic. This is why I didn't turn on the camera. There's always that one person, wherever you go, whenever you're trying to elevate, whenever you're trying to grow, there's always, at the very least, that one person. I'm in court, y'all. I'm walking out of court. Here come that person. I'm like, ah, here it go. Just get through it, Kenny. Just get through it. Just get through it, Kenny. Just get through it. Um, and look, 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 look. This may come across as messy. It may come across as like I'm trying to stir something up. That's that's not my intent. I promise you. In fact, I will not disclose this person's identity. I don't want to be messy. I want to get out the message. But I see this person, and they like, ah, you don't work with you don't work with John anymore. I'm like, nah. You know. Why you didn't did that? You know, I just had to get back to my firm, you know. Why would you do that? I act like I ain't hit a person. Why would you do that? You know, I just kept moving, you know what I mean? Big deal. I was expecting that. But things got weird, y'all. Because the next, the next remark was, and then you didn't win and spent all that money on that billboard. And got weird, y'all. Like, what? How do you respond to something like that? You didn't win and spent all that money on that billboard. I ain't know how to respond to that. I'm like, the, the only thing I could come up with is, is all that money. What I just said, all that money is relative. Like, what do you mean all that money? You know, and it's it's not even about a lot of money or whether or not I had a, a, a lot of money. You didn't have a lot of money to do it. Like, it was just, it's relative. Like, the way you see it, you see it as a lot of money. I see it as an, an investment in myself. And so it's relative, right? Things then got weird and it's like, yo, man, you... I, I don't, I'm not really, a, I don't appreciate what you're saying right now, but I'm trying to keep it professional. I'm trying to keep it professional. I, I really am. You know, I'm, it's water off a duck's back. I, see, I didn't spend a lot of years with negative energy, so I could just keep it moving like it ain't nothing. But it just got a little weird, and, and then they weren't finished. 
So I just said, you know, a lot of money relative. And, and, and you didn't, and you, so you didn't, you didn't want that case. You didn't want that case. You just didn't want that case. And now you didn't got you on your own. Now, now you didn't spending the money on the billboard. Oh, I see what's going on. Oh, just weird, y'all. You didn't want that case. So the, you know, little backstory, I want an armed robbery case. It, it, it wasn't, look, I'm not going to belittle it. It was a big deal. Four counts. Two counts of armed robbery with a firearm. Two counts of conspiracy to commit armed robbery. Wanted in December 2023. Big deal. Jury trial. Big deal. Came back. Not guilty. All four counts. I'm not going to undermine the significance of that in my career. No question about it. But when a person said that, I was like, what? That's how, like, I didn't, I, that's how you think? So, oh, 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 so you think, think about it, because this is January, January 2024, the billboard went up. But, but the contract I signed was a long time ago. But this person, for whatever reason, just, I don't know what it is. So I just interested in what I had going on, looked at it as because I won a case just last month, I had enough confidence to step out on my own, get a billboard, and to say I'm out here. So I'm trying to keep it moving. Oh, why would you go and do that? Why would you do that? You didn't win and got that. You didn't you didn't win that case nine. You didn't think you all that and other love and other da da da. Y'all, like, I didn't I didn't been around this kind of negative energy. Cause look, man, when you try when you trying to make moves, there's always that one person. They're gonna come at you with that negative energy. And so I had to dissect this, y'all, because this was bothering me. I ain't going to lie. Like, normally I keep it moving, but this was bothering me. I was like, man, I don't, I don't understand this. This person must think I'm fresh off stage. This person must think I'm a relatively young attorney and I'm, I'm kind of reckless in my move. I'm reckless by going out on my own. I'm, I'm reckless by, by, by getting a billboard. You just won one case, that big deal, right? And so I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this person really don't know me. This person has a perception of who I am. Isn't it funny how people will place limitations on you based on their perception of who you are? And then it's twofold because the limitations they place on you is based on the lack of confidence in themselves. And, 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 and to that person, I was reckless. To that person, I was, you know, I'm moving too fast because of their perception. I'm like, this person could not have known I had a vision. I had a business plan when I was in undergrad before I ever sniffed law school. I always wondered to myself, how, how did I know nobody? I didn't have to read a book. Nobody told me. How did I know at about 12 years old that I needed to pay somebody to cut their hair? One of my best friends, man, from, from childhood, I said, bro, please let me cut your hair. Please let me. He didn't want me to cut, cut his hair. I understood. He don't know how I am with the Clippers. I said, man, look, I tell you what, I'll give you $5. I gave him $5 because I wanted the whole hood to know I could cut hair. Because guess what? When the hood realized I could cut hair, that's $5 I'm charging every head. So how did I know at that young age I got to spend money to make money.
Could you imagine if this person who came at me talking about, so why would you, why would you, and you didn't spend all that money, could you imagine them back in, the, back in the G with me? Why would you spend $5? That's a lot of money, $5. You're going to give somebody $5 to cut their hair? So this person could not have known how I'm wired, right? My first love was business. Before law school, before all that, they said, Kenny, you can't go, go to college and just play ball. You got you to gotta major in something. I said, business makes sense. It sounds good. Let's do that. This person must really don't know how I'm wired. Y'all, it bothered me so much, man. I, I went home and told my wife. I said, man, this person, man, I don't know what, what's the deal with this person, but I think this person think I'm fresh off stage. This person think I, I, I ain't ready to take the training wheels off. I don't get it. My wife said, Kenneth, if you just said, you know what, I, I'm two years removed from, from law school and I won't get a billboard because I got confidence in myself to step out, what's the problem? I said, oh, she right. My wife always right. She's that voice of affirmation for me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because you see, it reminded me, that's me 15 years ago. 15 years ago when I just passed the bar exam, I'm like, all right, bet. Let's open up the, the, the business account. Let's open up the trust account. Law firm of Kenneth M. Willis, LLC, 15 year, years ago, I'm starting my practice. What are you talking about? Why would you? So so what's the message? Because people going to get messed from this, but what's the message? All I'm saying is, man, you could elevate even if you fresh off stage, even if you young, even if you like, ah, am I ready? Am I not ready? I don't know. If you got that level of confidence... Some people don't have that level of confidence. Don't put that on me. Don't place your limitations on me. You, you may think that's reckless for you if you did that whenever you started. Don't put your, your limitations on me. Y'all, Deion Sanders was in his dorm room at Florida State talking about some prime time, talking about Neon Dion. Go look at the tape. Go look at his speech for the Hall of Fame induction. He will tell you that he was in his dorm room being prime time. He was talking about thinking about how he was going to rev revolutionize the cornerback position in his dorm room at Florida State. Could you imagine prime time, man, in the late 80s, man? He he in his dorm room like, dog, when I get when I get that pick, I'm. I'm going to be high-stepping in the end zone, man. I'm going to change the game, bro. They're going too legit to quit, you dig? It's going to be something totally revolutionary. I'm not saying I'm the Deion Sanders of criminal defense lawyers. I don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I'm just saying that's the level of confidence you got to have in yourself. Somebody in their, their living quarters, in their dorm room, in, in, at their apartment, man, writing out their business plan. Don't worry about the naysayers. Don't worry about that negative energy. Why would you? Why could you? Hold up. I didn't ask for your opinion. You notice I said opinion, not advice. You're not on my advisory list. There's a lot of people that I could sit down with for a couple of hours and get 10 times smarter. I'm sorry. You're not on that list. So I don't need your negative energy. It don't really matter because I'm going to keep it moving. But I really understood, wow, for you to think that I needed a case 
to to win a case to validate me to branch out and to go out on my own makes you think that's the level of confidence I have in me. Nah, nah. See, you thought I won the case, then I said I'm gonna branch out on my own, and then I'm then I'm gonna get the billboard because the the case validated me. No, 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 no. I didn't need to win a case to validate me. I already knew where I was headed, whether I won a case or not. Yeah, don't don't let people come with that negative energy on you. They try to pour it on you, and and you think I don't even know if it's hating, y'all. I wouldn't attribute it to just hating. I don't know if it's that. I, I just think people sometimes may mean well, but they looking at it from their perspective, their vantage point. I wouldn't do that. That's a little reckless. You need to talk to somebody. Why would you spend all that money? Do you know how much money I spent on student loans to get to this point? That's a lot of money. If I don't make that kind of investment, I won't be here. It costs money to go to law school. It costs money to go to undergrad. It costs money to bet on yourself. Yeah, yo, it's about confidence. I'm going to leave y'all with this, man. Not too long ago, man, something happened. Somebody passed that shook up the world. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Man, that's one of those experiences where it's like, man, you, you, you remember where you were when Kobe passed, man. Right? As cliche as it is, man, you know how we heard, you don't miss something until they gone, man. He's... Not, not with the exception of family and friends, man. He's the epitome of, man, you don't miss something till they gone, man. Kobe, I miss that dude. I didn't know he was that much of an impact on me. And and not just f from his basketball acumen, but just where he was headed as a business person, as a father, as a husband, right? And so when Kobe passed, it was like, man, What? But it was interesting, man, because, you know, when he passed, man, everybody was sharing stories and whether it was from just everyday people to sports writers and journalists and anchors all across the world, man. And I never forget, man, Rob Parker, one of my favorite sports journalists, Rob Parker, man, he he was reflecting on Kobe. And so he was on the Odd Couple. I love that podcast. He was on the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker was saying, look, Man, we were I was with other other journalists and we were reflecting on Kobe's greatness. And so everybody was looking for that defining moment or that great moment for Kobe. And Rob Parker said, man, the great moment for me as I reflect on Kobe. is when he shot four air balls in, in a row. In the playoffs, his rookie year. I said, ooh, ooh, Rob Parker, holler at your boy. Talk, talk to me. What, what, what did we say? He said the most, the most defining moment, the greatest moment for him as a journalist was when Kobe Bryant shot four air balls in a row in the playoffs, his first year, his rookie year, which eliminated them. He's like, he, so Parker is, is thinking about it in real time. He's like, man, who is this guy? Could you imagine Kobe Bryant or anybody shooting a ball four times in a row? Air ball? Like, there, we know the discrepancy between a missed shot and an air ball. It ain't even close. 
and we know what the fans will do if you shoot an air ball. And I believe they were in Utah. They were playing against the Jazz. It was on the Jazz's way to the finals when they, they ran into the Bulls. Remember that? 1997. Kobe, rookie season, shot four air balls in a row. Could you believe what folks were saying on that sideline, on his own sideline? Could you imagine what coaches were saying, man, don't shoot that ball, bro. You cold. Chill. Don't keep shooting that, bro. You see it's You're not even touching the rim. But how does Kobe keep coming back? After the second shot, a lot of people done. They want. They like, boom, pass. They get the ball passed wide open. I, I, they'll get, hit you with a bounce pass. They ain't touching it. Kobe shot. Four air balls in a row. What's going through his head after the third air ball? The f now he's going to shoot it again? Could you imagine what folks were saying in the locker room, on the sideline, after the game? That's a long offseason, man. Man, after Kobe retired, I was listening to one of his interviews. He said, man, I learned from those shots. Mm -hmm. I told you there's a message. I learned from those failures, right? He said, because, see, when I was in high school, man, we would have big gaps between games, right? It'll be a week when we would play a game. He said, but when I made the league at 18 years old, we had games back to back to back to back. And he said, man, my legs were tired, man. He said, all my shots, if you look at the shots, they were, they were headed in the right direction. They were aiming for the basket, but they were short. He said, I needed to get my legs up under me. It was because I was tired and I needed more stamina. I needed to condition my legs. And so you better believe what he did in the offseason. But see, if he wouldn't have taken those shots, he wouldn't have realized his flaws. And so if I take a shot on my own, if you think I'm stepping out on my own or you think I'm, I'm just out here getting a billboard for the first time, I'm taking my shots. Folks, take your shots. Take your shots. Listen, I, I don't know where you are in your life, whether you're starting out on your own, expanding, starting a new practice in a new location. Maybe you were in a pro private sector, went to the public sector, and now you're back to the private. I don't know, but take your shots. See, because what happens is you got the naysayers, you got the detractors, and then you got your people, you got your folks in your corner pushing you, encouraging you. You know you got them. But it's, it's crazy how the people in the minority, the, the small amount of noise, be loud, be amplified. And you know, because sometimes what they say is something you tell yourself, right? When you're going back and forth. Right, you're trying to figure out, should I go out on my own, should I not? Should I go out on my own, should I not? Should I take that leap, should I not, right? And so all the cons you got on that list when those naysayers be telling you about, why would you do that? It's amplifying what you already had in your mind. It's amplifying the doubts you already had that you had to overcome with what? Your confidence. See, your confidence was the deciding factor. It's your vision. It's what you saw. We're not out here reckless. You didn't did your research. I, I don't need to tell you that. You got to do your due diligence. We ain't out here just making moves reckless. 
but it's but but again it's what other people perceive see people don't see the homework you putting in you got to put in that work you got to do that due diligence people don't see that they just see you making moves and so if you making moves and they don't really know you it's un unorthodox to them they can't put you in the box they don't understand what you're doing because it's not something that they can recognize within themselves See, it's uncomfortable to them. You ain't Superman. You ain't Superwoman. You kind of afraid. You kind of timid. You kind of like, ah, man, I'm going to make this work, man. I got eight months of uh, uh, resources to hold me down. Then after that, you know what I mean? It's real. Nobody said it was easy out here. The economy is real, but it's the level of confidence. Trust the process. Trust the people in your corner, man. Don't let these naysayers come and talk about some why would you? Yo, man, there's a lot of broke folks who listen to why would you folks. There's a lot of millionaires who say, man, if I would have sat back and listened to these why would you folks, I'd never be here right now. Be careful of those why would you folks man keep taking your shots y'all that's my time until next time i'll let you later one call your first witness i got kenneth willis he bought his business he gonna take it the distance listen he giving gaming believe in high level represent call your first witness Yeah, call your first witness. Griff has been paid for this endorsement.